Hey guys, it's Bridget, and I'm back with episode three of My Best Vintage Life. I hope that everyone had a really great holiday, whether you celebrate Thanksgiving or you don't. I guess at the very least, you probably got a day or two off, and I don't think that's anything to complain about. Some extra time to relax. I personally spent some time away from Fresno, and it felt pretty good. Felt good to get away and have a nice change of scenery. So today, I'm going to be talking to you about 10 reasons why you should buy vintage. Now, I know not everyone loves vintage as much as I do, but I'm here to convince you that you should try just even one or two pieces of it in your wardrobe. It adds a little bit of interest. It adds a little bit of something different. So here are my arguments as to why you should have vintage in your wardrobe and why you should buy it. There's 10 total. I thought I would do a a top 10. So my first reason would be that it's made better. So when you look at today's clothing, whether it be you know, fast fashion, whatever store you bought it at. Um, The clothing just isn't made the same as it was, say, in the 90s, 80s, 70s, 60s, whatever. Um, So buying vintage really gives you kind of a a better made product. And you can see it in different facets of the garment. For example, it could be the stitching or the thread or the hardware. Hardware is a big one. Like vintage zippers are usually metal and beautiful. And I'm really picky about hardware on a garment. I think that even some of the best luxury brands out there today don't use as nice of hardware as they could. So I'm a hardware stickler. Um, But you don't really see that with vintage. You see beautiful buttons, you see nice zippers, snaps, whatever. And then, um, just doesn't happen today. You see a lot of plastic and a lot of junk. So if you're buying vintage, you're buying something that is made better for sure. Number two, if it lasted this long, it's going to last longer. So I have a sweater on right now that's from the 1980s. I was born in 1988. There's a pretty good chance that this sweater is actually older than me and I'm still wearing it. And I think I'll continue wearing it. Probably the only reason why I wouldn't is it's a lighter color and it it will show kind of like a a dingy tint to it over time. But how awesome is it to wear a sweater that's older than you? And it's 100% cotton. I can put it in the washing machine and it doesn't fall apart. That's a great feeling. You know, I see so many girls nowadays wearing sweaters and you know what? I'll give them that. They're cute. But they're from fast fashion stores. They're not going to last them long. It's not going to last them two years. They're lucky if it lasts them a year. They're going to wash it like one to five times and it's going to start to pill. If you don't know what pills are, pills are like the little balls on clothing um, that form over time from washing and you typically see it more with modern clothing. Now you can get a sweater shaver and trim them off. I really think everyone should have a sweater shaver by the way. You can get them really cheap. They're like 10 bucks. They run by battery or I think you can also get one that runs by an actual plug into the wall. Um, But who wants to have to do that every so many weeks to a sweater? I personally don't have the time for that. So I have to say, if you're buying something that's lasted longer than the the amount of time you've been on this earth, it's probably going to last even longer. So just, you know, keep that in mind. The lifeline of vintage is a lot more, let's say, I don't know, the vintage lasts a lot longer than the clothing that you have these days. So number three, 
it gives you a stylish edge. I love wearing vintage because I think it's a great conversation starter. You know, if you're going to a party where you might not know everyone or, you know, you want to have an icebreaker, wearing something fun and unique is a really great way to do that. I'm not really out, like, seeking attention from it, um, but I think it's kind of fun to dress in a unique way and have something to talk about with people. And I've I've had people mention, you know, things that I'm wearing that you can tell they're not really fashion people or into fashion, but they still appreciate something that's cool and unique. Um, and I'm not saying, you know, you have to wear like a uh, sequin jumpsuit to a party, which I did do once, just an FYI. Um, <laughs> that's a total Bridget move. You don't have to do that. You could find yourself like a really nice vintage black sweater. I mean, I live in black. That's all I wear. So if you're not like a, um, hey, look at me type person, that's okay. You can find more classic pieces, too, that'll give you a little bit of edge over everyone else. So I think if you're looking to stand out a little bit, have something to talk about with someone, definitely wearing vintage just kind of gives you a little a little sum-sum. Number four, it saves you money. So no matter where you're buying your vintage, it could be a thrift store, an estate sale, eBay, Etsy, wherever – You're buying, oh, did you hear that? That's my ring doorbell. I better silence my phone. Right now it's set on Santa Claus, so that means someone's at my front door or near it. Just an FYI. (laughs) Um, What was I saying? Oh, yeah, it saves you money. So you can go to, let's just use a thrift store, for example. Say you go to Goodwill, you spend 50 bucks. You might get like, I don't know, maybe like five things. And you go to, let's just say a fast fashion store at the mall, you spend 50 bucks and you get, I don't know, like 10 things. Oh, wow, this t-shirt, it's $5, whatever. I'm going to get 10 of them. So while the fast fashion store may seem like a good deal, guess what? You're really spending like $200 because you're going to have to take everything you bought and buy it again a lot sooner because it's not going to last versus buying these vintage pieces and not getting as many. So in the long run, it does save you money. You just have to look at it a little bit differently. And don't get me wrong, when I was in college, I lived at Forever 21 and H&M and I thought, oh my gosh, I can buy three big bags of clothing for like $200 and, and have an entire wardrobe for a season. Guess what? I couldn't tell you what any of that clothing looked like And you better believe I don't own any of it anymore because it all fell apart a long, long time ago. So saves you money, people. Keep that in mind. Uh, My fifth reason is great fabrics. So I kind of kept this separate from the first one, which is that the quality is better just because fabrics and they're like their own beast, really. I mean, feeling cotton from like the 1980s and cotton today, even if it's 100% and not a blend, it's, it's completely different. Um, there are just so many good old natural fiber garments out there. Like I love a good heavyweight linen or a heavyweight cotton and living where I do in Fresno, California, it gets hot AF here. So you better believe I'm all about the linen and the cotton in the summer. And it's just, it feels like it has such a good hand feel. So it's just kind of like how it feels in your hand. And you notice it, it feels a lot more, I don't want to say luxurious, but it feels like a higher quality than, say, you know, linen that you'll buy um, 
fat is more on the thin side or cotton that's on the thin side. So I think especially for natural fibers, it's it's so easy to find ones that are still in good shape and that are going to last, give you more time than something that you'll buy at a cheap price point. Um, it's also great to find some silks. You know, silk is a really, really great fabric that you can wear year-round. I personally like it more in the winter. Like, I love a good silk slip. I think it's something that you can dress up and dress down. Um, Silk isn't really one of the easiest fabrics to care for. They do make washable silks these days. Um, But vintage silk, you would definitely want to find a dry cleaner to take care of it and there is a dry cleaner in fresno i was actually just reading about them it's called mastercraft and fig garden they are a solvent free dry cleaner i haven't taken anything to the dry cleaner in years i'm pretty brave and i wash most of my stuff and i don't really ever ruin anything but um there are some things i think i'm going to take to that dry cleaner and have them process it um you should actually check out their website even if you're not in fresno it kind of explains the whole dry cleaning process to you and like the old school dry cleaning process is disgusting so um i'm really glad to know that there's a a resource in fresno for me to use if i do want to dry clean something i know it's um you know not nearly as bad for the environment or for my clothing or for you know me a lot of people don't think about that you know they keep dry cleaning um, in, in the bags forever that is not good to do people especially if you're using old school dry cleaning that is all those chemicals that were used to treat your clothing that's like it's in the clothes and then it's in the bag and it's sitting in your closet so think about that next time if you're going to use the old school method at least let the clothes breathe after you bring them home don't keep those bags on anyways I digress um what was the last natural oh wool you can find a ton of wool uh, products at thrift stores or online whatever um and i think wool is really nice for the the winter time it's always feels great to find like a good wool sweater or you know a wool blend skirt or something like that that's just it's made really well um and I think it was made, you know, intentionally better. Like the wool was sourced better, I'm sure, than the wool that companies use today. So just something to keep in mind. Number six, it complements your other clothing. So I think that a lot of people struggle with vintage because they're scared they're going to look like they're wearing a costume, which can happen. I mean, there are people out there who go for that look. You know, they want to kind of do like the retro 50s woman and they, you know, they do the cat eye glasses and like the beehive hairdo and crazy big like costume jewelry beaded necklaces and that's totally fine. Um, But there are other ways to wear vintage with your current wardrobe and not look so costumey. Probably one of my favorite examples is kind of just like dressing down a nice item of clothing. So um, I'll give you an example. Last Christmas, my friends at Root General here in Fresno hosted a dinner um, by two local chefs, Ashley and Ashley of Eat Figs, Not Pigs. Uh, It was a vegan dinner, and I wanted to dress up, but I didn't want to look too dressy, and the dress that I had picked out was really fun. It was like a vintage 80s black lace dress with like a gold lyrics stitch, Um, But I I knew it was going to be too dressy, and I also thought um, I was going to be a little cold. So I kind of threw on a vintage champion sweatshirt over the dress, and it really kind of brought it down to earth. It didn't feel like 
so so dressy it almost looked like i had a top on with a skirt versus this like party dress and a sweatshirt so i really like that look i've also seen some people doing like layering of vintage tees underneath slip dresses which i think is really pretty i'm really i'm very much into like the boy girl look of like a girly piece with a more masculine piece i mean i'm not saying you have to like look androgynous per se which is also fine um but i think it's kind of fun just to keep things toned down with the balance of each one so that's just something to keep in mind it can complement your clothing um and if you're not really into that look or like doing that sort of thing like let's say you're a guy you know adding vintage tees to your wardrobe is a great way to kind of elevate your look um, and maybe not feel so boring and overdone. You know, I feel like there's so many shitty graphic t-shirts out there that guys wear from whatever store, whether it be old, like American Eagle, Abercrombie, whatever, um, surf brands. Like, the more modern shirt just doesn't really do anything for me. But if you want to kind of elevate your look, say you have like a modern pair of jeans on, you could always add a vintage t-shirt. And it just be a little bit more interesting for you. So, um, number seven, less waste. So, whenever you're buying a piece of vintage, you really don't know where that clothing would end up otherwise. And there's a few different places where it could end up. But I like to think in the back of my mind that I'm keeping one more piece of clothing out of a landfill. Um, and it's going into my closet to be reworn. And I'm not saying like all clothing's destined for a landfill, but I just think it's it's a nice thought to know that you're contributing to less waste. Um, and buying fast fashion is a really good way to contribute to more waste. So, you know, a lot of the clothing that you're buying from these stores, like you might donate it to the Goodwill, but the chances of it being bought there are very slim and I don't I'm not going to go on and on about the life cycle of clothing um that would be something for another episode in and of itself but just know that like just because something gets donated to the goodwill doesn't mean that it's going to get sold there and then things kind of go on after their time on the floor at that store so um yeah, I'd say just buy what you can vintage. It's better for the planet. It's better for you. It's, it's better for all of us. And I think it's probably easy to be like, oh, well, I'm just one person. What difference can I make? But I think you really need to have the attitude of, well, I am one person and I can make a difference in a small way. I mean, if everybody had that attitude, I think our world would be a much better place in so many different respects, but especially when it comes to sustainability. So that's number seven. Number eight, you can learn a lot. So I am definitely a researcher by nature. People like to call me Scoop, Scoop Murawski. Um, <laughs> I don't know. It's just some, It's just the way I've always been. Like if I have a question about something, I'm going to look it up. Um, I kind of like one of my pet peeves is when people ask me things that they could easily like Google or look up online. Um I just like, well, I don't know why people don't want to do research on their own about things. And one of the really lovely things about vintage is you can learn so much just from looking at the label of a piece of vintage clothing or, you know, looking at a pair of Levi's. There's so many defining um, specifications that kind of give you value 
and age and quality. So I think there's a lot to be learned from each piece of clothing and they all have their own stories. I really like to look up RN numbers. Um, so if you have vintage, it's it's worth maybe looking at the tag to see if there's an RN number. You can go online. There's a database. Like if you just Google RN database, you can plug in the RN number and see where it was made. Like what factory was it made at? Was it made in, you know, San Francisco? Was it made in New York, L.A., wherever? Um, you can learn a lot about a garment just just from looking up that small little number. So I really, I love when people tell me, like, oh, I bought this piece of vintage and I looked up, you know, the the name on the label because that's, like, where I was from. Like, I'll do that a lot. If I find clothing um, that was made in Pennsylvania or near where I grew up, like, I like to look the companies up and see, you know, where where was it made. Because at one point in time, Pennsylvania actually had a very large... Um, you know, garment business in terms of making clothing. There was a clothing factory in the town where I grew up. My aunt was the head seamstress there. She ran like three floors of the clo- the um, the clothing factory. She was an incredible seamstress and just could work wonders with a sewing machine. So at one point in time, little factories existed like that all over the country, not just in Pennsylvania. So I think it's cool to learn you know, where things were made and also learn about the brands because there, there were so many small, small little mom and pa brands out there, especially in the 60s and 70s that, you know, may not have been successful, but their labels might be beautiful and they might inspire you. I know I, I'll always take pictures of clothing labels if I find them particularly beautiful. There's a lot of really great California ones where, you know, the font is just on on another level and they'll have, you know, waves or palm trees or cacti or something like that. And I just, I love seeing those. It brings a smile to my face and kind of gives you ideas for projects going forward. So I, th- I definitely think that you can learn a lot from, from each piece. Um, number nine is, I think, really important. It's if you don't, if you buy a piece of vintage and you don't like it, guess what? You could always resell it. There are so many outlets for, you know, selling vintage clothing, whether it be on Instagram, Etsy, your Facebook store, um, you know, I, I could just go on and on eBay. Um, maybe, maybe you and your friend both like vintage and want to make a few extra dollars and you do a local flea market, set up a booth for a day. Like, I'm not saying you have to make it your side hustle, but you very easily could. So, you know, if there's things you buy at the thrift store and you don't like them, don't throw them away. Try try and make a little bit of money for yourself. That's how I paid off my student loans. I sold vintage on the side whenever I could. And, you know, a lot of people say, oh, put the money back into your business, which is true. You should. But for me, I was just so anxious to pay off my loans um, that I, I put all the money I made directly to my student loans. And it was really, really helpful for me. And it was a big hustle. Um, I'm not going to lie, it's a lot of work to have a side business, but, you know, just keep keep an open mind to it. If you don't like something, you could probably sell it and make yourself a little bit of money. Number 10, and lastly, obviously, it's a better way to be on trend. So you'll hear a lot of Hollywood stylists out there kind of tell you, oh, you know, invest your money in well-made classic pieces, which I do agree, you you should do that. Um, and then 
use fast fashion for trending trendy pieces, which I do not agree with. I think the that saying should be, you know, invest in classic pieces and then buy trendy pieces that are vintage. Um, only because buying more fast fashion contributes to obviously this global problem that we have with you know, garment workers working in terrible conditions and water being polluted and using these terrible man-made pro- like um, fabrics. It's just, it's, I know it's it's hard to like walk away from fast fashion, but we need to learn to do it little by little. And if you're going there for a trendy piece, go to a thrift store instead. I mean, I'll use an example. Let's just say, you know, maybe next spring or summer, Hawaiian shirts are popular. Well, instead of going to your local store and buying a Hawaiian shirt, maybe check out the thrift store. And you know what? Style and trend is cyclical. So five years from now, maybe that Hawaiian shirt will be popular again. And guess what? If you bought one at a vintage at, at a thrift store that's vintage, it'll probably still be around. Whereas your fast fashion Hawaiian shirt probably won't be. So I think it's just a really great way to be trendy without spending a lot and you're being more conscientious about sustainability. So from my point of view, a much better way to be on trend. I also think it's like a really good way to find costumes as well. Like I know Halloween just passed, but I'm sure there's plenty of people out there that have costume parties year round. Instead of buying that cheap, crappy costume from whatever pop-up Halloween store there is, um, you know, Try and find some pieces at a thrift store or on Etsy and make your costume. I've done that plenty of times. It might be a little bit of extra work, but it just feels it feels better. I mean, I haven't bought, like, a costume from a store like that in a long time, probably not since college. But I know whenever I did buy them, I just felt so bad because, first off, they were crazy expensive. It's like, okay, I'm paying $100 for this piece of shit like skanky dress I mean I'll I'll admit I did have some some questionable costumes (laughs) and if you want to look sexy that's great but maybe find like a better way to do it maybe find a sexy vintage dress like a sexy cocktail dress for your costume instead of wearing you know something that was not made well and probably not made with the people's intentions that were making it in mind so just something to think about anyways those are my 10 reasons to buy vintage. Um, I hope you enjoyed them. I think probably for the rest of the year, it's going to be me just flying solo on the cast. Um, that's my short term for podcast, the cast. I am probably only going to do one more episode in December, probably two weeks from now. Um, I just think it's really busy to get anyone on to do an interview. I have some people lined up, but out of respect for them, most of them are vintage like shop owners, so I don't want to take advantage of their time, especially during the holiday season. So I'd rather kind of just start fresh with the new year and have some fun guests on um, to talk about what they do and why they love vintage. So uh, for now, it's just going to be me. Hopefully you enjoyed this episode. If you can think of any reasons outside of my 10 to buy vintage, I would love to hear them. Uh, One of the best ways to reach out to me is through Instagram. The podcast Instagram is at mybestvintagelife. And if you can't find it for some reason and you're following me on Instagram at basicbougiebridget, there is a link to it in my bio as well. Um, 
But yeah, also, if you have any other questions, feel free to reach out to me. You know, I don't ever want anybody to be scared to ask me a question about vintage or feel like they're asking a stupid question. Don't forget, guys, I was a teacher, so there are no stupid questions. (laughs) Um, But yeah, if you know, if you have anything you want to ask me about or pick my brain about, feel free to, um, to give me a shout. Otherwise, I hope you guys have a great weekend. Stay safe and don't be basic. Bye.